Uh, hello, and welcome to Stasis Pod, the Transformers Robots in Disguise podcast. I'm Rob. I'm Jen. And uh, I forget which episode. Oh, we're, I'm David, brain-powered. <laughs> um, I think I had a joke for that, but I can't remember. Get your stinking paws off me, you damn dirty ape. <laughs> it was probably a headmaster joke. And referencing an anime by uh, Tomino that no one really remembers. Even him. I remember seeing VHS tapes of it. Not, like, watching them. I remember seeing VHS tapes for it at a dollar store. Yeah, kind of like that. Nobody talked about it, and it doesn't seem like it was very good. Anyway, yes. Uh, yes. To, We're here. Uh, today's episode is Brain Power. Uh, first aired on March 26th, 2016. Uh, written by frequent Transformers scriptwriter David McDermott. Uh, last seen writing part one of the Robots of Disguise season finale, Battlegrounds. Huh. Yeah. Oh, but but also before we get into it, since we really don't do our news show anymore, we, we happen to be recording on the day that there were announcements. There was news. Yes. Yes. Uh, mostly from Paramount and and. Uh, we're getting a new Transformers show from... Wait. What's... Well, Paramount or Nickelodeon? Presumably it's going to be on Nickelodeon. Yeah, I think it's going to be... Like if you have... Paramount's Paramount Plus right. or whatever. Well, the well Paramount, I believe, owns Nickelodeon. So. Right, so it'll be a thing like that uh, That Star Trek Prodigy, where it airs... I believe it airs on Nickelodeon. Oh. But it's also mm-hmm. available on Paramount Plus or elsewhere globally. So, okay. unlike uh, Cartoon Network, it will actually air on Nickelodeon. Hmm. Cartoon Network was notoriously bad about actually showing the Transformers shows it had. Yeah, or half the shows it had without marathoning them just to run them out. Yes. Yeah. Weirdly set up system. R.I.P. Beware the Batman. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that was... I thought that was a regular... T- anyway, yeah. Uh, new show. What's it, what's it called? Earth uh, Transformers Earth Spark. Yes. Uh, is, is Unicron going to be Earth again? I hope not. I would. Uh, this doesn't have that kind of tone to it so far. It it, it does look lively, and and we're seeing yeah. humans again, which is nice. Yes. I uh, uh, you know sometimes we get a little fed up with our human characters on Transformers, but uh, you know it. the last five years or so we've had pretty much nothing but nothing but Transformers on Cybertron, and it's getting a little old, it, it, and bad, and and not well voice acted and. Admittedly, the clip is very tiny, and all we get is some human characters voicing, but they sound like actual union voice actors, not just random people they found on the internet. For community uh, theater people from down the street. Yes. So yeah, it it looks pretty charming. It looks like it's probably more in that, probably more in the same age target audience as Robots in Disguise. Yeah, it's very uh, similar. And um, the 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 nicest bit of news associated with it is what? What? Nobody else noticed. Nick Roche. Oh yes, yes. yes. Did character designs for it among various other people. That, 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 that he yeah, it wasn't just I mean, him I, alone. And a couple of the characters do look very Nick Roche. Yes. Yeah. In that the face very especially. friendly, big-eyed, smiling sort of yeah. yes, long-jawed. It's it's a real nickel Roshion. 
I, so, yeah, that's perhaps. kind of a stretch, but but it's like it's a very easy gag that he he made when people are talking about the Nick Transformers show. Yes, <laughs> Nick's Transformers show. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> so tentatively, very excited. Yeah, we'll we'll see if it's actually good this time. Uh, yeah. As long as it's like prime quality, which it looks like it from the clip anyway, it's good. I mean, I think the the problem has been the idea of getting away from Earth tends to be it was done well when IDW did it because the creators still, you know, were bringing a sense of fun to it. But it just seems too often like what they actually end up doing is is what I call the the Secret Wars too. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> they take a fun thing that was originally meant to sell toys and turn it into this just navel gazing slog about the meaninglessness of existence. <laughs> well, it, it's like there's a difference between the thing we always thought about. It's like nothing but Transformers on Cybertron. Sounds good. The problem is when you go back to the four million year long war, and that's what it is retelling that, that's okay for a few episodes. It's not an extended story thing. Like, the, like where it worked in IDW, it's like it was Cybertron, Transformers on Cybertron in relation to Earth, humans visiting and shit, or, or actually traveling across the universe in a spaceship, encountering strange new aliens and boldly going where no Transformers gone before. Why the fuck didn't they do that? That's the, the thing is that normally when people want to tell a story that doesn't have humans in it, what they're actually saying, which managed not to be the case with more than meets the eye, for instance, what they tend to actually be saying is we want to show with we want a Transformers story without any fun in it. So uh, which is not what we want. We want zaniness and fun and character-driven stuff that crashes into plot of things locked in the basement. Yes. So, so yeah. Um, looking forward to it. Looks like it's going to be fun. Uh, mm. We could use some goofy, silly things. Uh, especially after... It's nice. Animation's good. Character designs are good. A- after the Netflix run and the machinimas. Uh, oh, okay. Admittedly, so the bad. machinimas made us laugh, but not because they wanted to. Not <laughs> intentionally. We were not laughing with them. I I think there might have been a couple jokes in the machinimas we watched that were okay. But yes, more we were laughing at the giant screaming Starscream head. Uh all right. And speaking of things that are weird and zany, this episode of Transformers: Robots in Disguise. Yes. Yes. Although it, it does start off on a bad foot, in that the first thing we see is a brown minicon, which gave me flashbacks. <laughs> well, that's true. He's—I'd call him more of like a maroon. Yeah, I, I think he's more maroon, brownish maroon. He's, he's got green accenting and a cyclops eye. That yes. single eye is amusing. At least I got one eye. <laughs> Sadly, this is one of the guys who did not get a toy, even though he's definitely just like a remold of Air Razor. Yeah. yeah. Didn't they sell just some Minicons by themselves? Oh, yeah, a ton of them. Yeah, in various recolors. There was probably a Maroon But he is not one of, of them. No, they did not make him. He's only got one eye. And uh, he's got the great name Torper. Yes. Torper, which... It's a real yeah. word. Look it up, kids. I know, but it makes me think of lizards. He's not exactly a lizard. Which well, is no, he a, puts people a pretty into good, torpor. Which is a pretty good play on uh, words here, because 
he both has like a sort of hypnotizing ability and also he is a torpedo. Yes. Oh, <laughs> I didn't think about the pun. Yeah, he's building like some sort of like satellite dish or something here. Uh, independent, operating independently, unlike most of the minicons we see on this show. Yeah. And a fully talking one. He doesn't like have any kind of gremlin voice. Well, he's not really talk. He doesn't actually have any lines. Does it? I thought he did. He does not have any lines. No listed voice actor. I think he just says, Nur? Oh. <laughs> no, we do get some talking minicons later on, though. We'll be talking yes. about that. Yeah. So, Bumblebee and Strong are, pl- are planning to sneak up on him. But unfortunately, Grimlock was not invited to the strategy meeting, and so immediately uh, alerts him to their presence. Grimlock, why do you think you get to come to the strategy meeting? Your strategy is always smashing. That's not a strategy. Boy, it's as if that's uh, some sort of character flaw with uh, Grimlock that we're going to be talking about throughout this episode. (laughs) (sighs) Foreshadowing. Anyway, Torper quickly puts Bumblebee and Strongarm into Torper, and then Grimlock just kind of hits him hard and he falls down. Again, Grimlock's strategy is smashing. And it works this time. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the, he kind of just carries him back to the uh, the scrapyard, and uh, you know, Grimlock is just kind of bummed out because he is not smart, and they treat him like he's not smart. They treat him like he's some kind of not-smart bot. Yes. And speaking of things that aren't smart, uh, here's uh, Russell's College Fund, which is in the form of toasters. (laughs) Toasters created during an aluminum shortage, so I guess that means they're steel toasters? The aluminum shortage of 43. Yeah. He's... Denny is just very relatable. But then, of course, fix it, drops on them, and Russell's like, well, maybe, maybe community college. (laughs) <laughs> At which point Grimlock sits on them and he's all clown college. <laughs> I think clown college is kind of expensive. Oh. To be fair, at least toasters, antique toasters, are more useful than putting all of your child's college fund into crypto. Yeah. Oh, oh that was, I was thinking about that. It's like, oh, Danny would, de- <laughs> Danny would be in crypto. No, uh, he would not no. be into crypto because crypto is not a physical thing, and he's That's very right. into. Oh. Things. Okay, yeah, yeah that, that 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 is a good point. Yeah, Denny if, if wants. Were, uh, yeah, he would be putting money currently into like I don't know the stock market, whereas no, he wants to put them into antique toasters. Yes, like it, he only wants it. He he only sees it as a valid investment if you can put it in a scrapyard. Yes, and he and, also like, tends to like old things, so it's not like you would just be into Funko Pops or something. No, yes. no, gotta be old. I like Denny. Hmm. Denny continues being extremely relatable. <laughs> Has a room full of beanie babies. They're going to come back one of these days. Oh, he would. Technology is cyclical, Lemon. <laughs> the beeper's coming back. <laughs> so, you know, he's, he's he, you know, Bumblebee and Strongarm don't think he's smart. And, you know, Strongarm, you know, she's so smart because she went to the police academy. Although, if movies have told me anything, most police academies are full of wacky hijinks. Yeah, that's not where smart people go. That's where wacky people go. I mean, it was her. It was a really tall guy. It was the guy who did sound effects. 
There's the guy with the weird voice who can't do it anymore, and now he's a director. Yes. And then the main guy who just vanished. Well, Steve Gutenberg. Yeah, what the fuck happened to him? Uh, listen, the, the stonecutter stopped propping him up. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, anyway, so so he so you know, Fix It has a copy of the police academy entrance exam. So he, uh, he and he's going to use a Cybertronian data cylinder to pipe it directly into uh, Grimlock's head, which seems like a bad idea. Like. It almost seems implied that, like, that was Grimlock's idea. I've that would seen make sense. this episode before. This is how you get Technobots. Well, believe it or not, I, a data cylinder was used in the Grimlock Grimlock's new brain episode of Robots or of Transformers Prime, mm. where Bulkhead became super smart. Yes, which right. this episode reminded me of because I'd forgotten. Well, also <laughs> yes. they reference it. It's like, oh right. I mean, they don't actually. Uh, Bumblebee mentions it, but he doesn't actually say Bulkhead's name. It's very important yes. to have one episode where your your very dumb character gets very smart. Yes. I, uh, no, no, no. It worked in Grimlock's new brain because it was really dumb, but it, it it also just brings up complications of measuring intellect and class level and nonsense that I don't really want to go into. Although it would be more fun if they were doing it to a Decepticon. <laughs> it does sort of work into that that whole like plots that always work kind of thing. Yeah, but it's like not the, the, the top ones. Like there's no electric thing or something. Nobody shrinks. Bottom ten, maybe. It does come <laughs> up quite often. But not it's Super when you've you've uh, you've got your idea for the listicle and you pitched it, but you can't actually think of the last couple to fill it out. Yeah, you need the last yes. two. Like, um, there's probably a uh, Ninja Turtles. One of the series has probably done that with Michelangelo. But, yeah, I was gonna oh, say I'm Michelangelo. Sure. Make him really smart. But that has to like, happen. Um, I don't think it was a Ghostbusters episode. I guess who would Love they you. do, Ray? Yeah, the problem I mean, really do anything. Ray's already smart. He's just a weird doofus. I guess. The well, I guess you would do uh, the these kind of the reverse of that. The Stefan Urquell plot in which Ray <laughs> becomes cool. Oh yeah, that, that, yeah. That's kind of a variation of this plot. It, it's like a massive personality shift. Yes. I guess it's uh, the the immense IQ is a subset of that kind. Mm-hmm. Of. I mean, Winston is the least traditionally educated, but at no point did they suggest that he is not a perfectly intelligent person. No, it's not yes. a problem with his character. He is the working man. Every yes. man, you need him there to mm. be the funny one. Yes. Whereas Ray is, yes, the most doofy. He, he yeah. is the man-child. Yes. <laughs> he is definitely the one who is going to get a ghost beach. <laughs> no. Oh, well, they, they did do the other subset of that. Where um, mousy female character becomes hot female character. Although that was a weird one. Because it retconned. Well, if we're branching out into that, then then you can go back to uh, to changing gears from G1. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. That's that's a personality. Yeah, that is. That does fit in. Except that was always weird because gears, like, maybe had three lines prior to that episode, and then they have a whole episode based around his personality being this established element. A cranky asshole, and somehow he's a suppressed cranky asshole in that episode. Oh, that's, that's 
it's hard to say a really good G1 episodes, but I really like that episode. <laughs> uh, Don Masek's having a lot of fun in that episode, so that's something. Mm. Yes. Anyway, so, so yeah, he... Well, oh, he, hi, Kat. He hooks this, uh, this exam right up to his brain, uh, takes what appears to be several hours pondering the first question. <laughs> which is, what is the shortest uh, distance between two points? Because that's the thing. They just uploaded the test. He didn't upload, yes. like, the answers to the test. No. In the first experiment in turning him into a lawnmower man, don't turn him into a lawnmower man. <laughs> that does not go well, and 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 then Stephen King will sue you to take his name off. <laughs> Look out, Pierce Brosnan. <laughs> anyway, so shirtless Pierce Brosnan. Yeah, so I should have. Speaking of being like Denny, I should have bought that on Laserdisc when I saw it at that flea market. <laughs> Ooh, I mean, how, probably have a nice how else are you going to see the intense uh, VR sex scene? I know, right? In however high a resolution it is on Laserdisc. Uh, Melty picks. Um. Oh, geez, what is Laserdisc? <laughs> I don't think it's 720. It's probably it's probably 48. No, 640 maybe. Because mm. I, I think it is weird. Anyway, now I have to let a cat out. Okay, why? Keep going. You want to go out? You got to pee. <laughs> go. Needs to go out. Are we looking up laser disc now? No, no, no. no. Uh, so, so he, so now he's going to try and download the study guide into his brain. Yes. And so he, uh, he they get them all hooked up, and uh, you know they get called away. So uh, they leave Grimlock him unattended is, with this. Yes, huge mistake. Grimlock decides to fiddle with it and ends up inputting uh, three point was it 3.667 yotta bytes of data. <laughs> oh. That's uh, that's pretty good. Well, that's, that's a nice way of not dating yourself by saying how many gigabytes or terabytes or whatever. But yeah, that is about uh, that is. Over three thousand times the amount of information available in the entire internet. Wow! So, uh, so a yada is an actual thing. It is an actual thing. Okay. Yeah. I guess they looked up what was uh, a few levels of magnitude above terabyte. Yes. Sort of like in uh, back in Action Masters when they said mainframe, I think had like one terabyte of storage, and it was 1989. So that was like, wow, <laughs> you have to look up whether that's a real term. Yes, it's, it's apparently 1,000 to the eighth power. Okay. So that's a lot of zeros. Yes, but not a Googleplex. No, not quite. But, uh, and of course you can tell that he's become intelligent because he's all, all of a sudden using large words. <laughs> yes. yes there was, his book. <laughs> there's definitely a thesaurus in that data cylinder. Yes. You know, it, it, I became convinced that you and Cadet Strongarm considered me intellectually inferior, and he starts talking with a, a bit of an accent. A little smart, bit, not like... Smart guy accent. A little mid-Atlantic, yeah, kind of Fraser-y thing. Uh, Carrie Payton's having a lot of fun with this. Yeah. yeah. He doesn't sound quite as creepy as uh, smart Grimlock in Grimlock's New Brain. Hmm. Yeah, Greg Berger. Well, I always thought it sounded like a weird pervert. 
that's really like smart characters are not really Greg Berger's purview. Well, I, I don't know. He did uh, maybe a better. Uh, he did uh, corn fed on Duckman. Yes. Hmm. That uh, that that's a good Greg Berger smart guy voice. Yeah. Fair enough. I mean, it's just Joe Friday, but uh, yes. He is not quite as vaguely English-sounding as uh, Cyberverse Grimlock in Robot Mode, who is very intellectual. Oh, yeah. So, so well, yes, you know, this is great and all, but also, uh, my brain is melting and I'll soon die. (laughs) Pretty much. Also, apparently the data cylinder is empty now, which I'm pretty sure is not how data storage works. Yeah, but robots. Also, why did they have this? <laughs> yeah, is that well, like... Part I mean, of the Alchemore? I guess if you're on a ship, why. you might want to keep a backup of Wikipedia around. I don't know. Or, or of all of the data of multiple civilizations? Yeah, it's a lot of data. Oh, okay. Uh, apparently, Laserdisc is 425 lines? Well, that's weird. Resolution? That's, yeah, that is... Well, then VHS is also only 24, or 240. Right. So, eh. Anywho. So, uh, so you know, they're... You know, uh, Fixit is going to try and fix this, but unfortunately, a Decepticon signal has been picked up. Oh, but uh, the the part about like trying to fix his brain, where Bumblebee mentions, "Oh, a friend of mine had this happen." Yes, and we've managed to fix him by shooting it into space. <laughs> and then Grimlock says, "Well, that wouldn't work because Dinobot brains are different." Uh, why? Why? Why you complicate things? Well, uh, I mean, so because otherwise Bumblebee would solve this right away, and we wouldn't have an episode. Yes. I, uh, no, That's but the problem they... with continuity, is if you try to reuse a problem, you might have somebody around who's solved this problem before. Could yes. you be a different kind of data cylinder? Nope, he's a dinobot, he's got a dinobot brain, oh, and dinobot his, brains his, are different. I mean, it, it, he's a dinosaur, which means that he has, like, a secondary butt, uh, brain in his butt. <laughs> yes. Uh, it, it just... It, um... The, the weirdness of, oh, Autobots and Decepticons are basically different species. And now Dinobots are different from that. Uh, I mean, sure. I don't know if I was ever behind, like, in Prime saying that Autobots and Decepticons were different species. No, but I do not like that. In this, where they're, like, different animals, I can kind of say, okay, fine. Maybe he's got, like, an animal brain, not like a Commodore 64 brain like the G1 Dinobots. To a degree, it sort of makes more sense. Well, it also brings up the problem, like, where the hell did all these Transformers come from when they weren't in Prime? (laughs) Yes. Admittedly, the Cybertron was renewed at the end of Prime. They came from the well of all Sparks. Are most of these guys, like, from the Sparks that were born at the end of Prime? Presumably. And they're only, like, five years old? I don't think so, just because... just so few, a lot of these guys have like lengthy criminal history, so it'd be very hard to do in like eight years. Yeah, and like the Alchemore was like gone for a years anyway. It, it, yes. They were very, they, they were very industrious. Yes. Time was the prime, it like hinders it in weird ways that should uh, not be there, but, uh. I, I like the, I like the, I like, I, I like the carryover. 
I do like the carryover, but things like this, like the brains are different is weird. Like, if they said Minicon brains are different because they're smaller, okay, fine. Like how Corvid brains work. <laughs> Something like that. Just, like, uh, I'm just annoyed about differences between Autobots and Decepticons and Dinobots and making them different subspecies. It's odd. Where they're still all Transformers, they're not like different sapient species on the same planet, and yet they are? This is entirely fair criticism. It's it's a lore issue that bugs me. Even if they did something, like, I wasn't born on Cybertron, I was born on another planet. My brain is slightly different. That I might buy! Like, I evolved different. But, uh, uh, whatever. Anyway... Evil brain impulses. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so yeah, there there's been a Decepticon signal at the uh at an experimental research laboratory. Small Hadron Collider. Yes, the small Hadron Collider. Basically, yes. And it, it turns out the Decepticon is Simacore, who is uh-huh. uh Monkey. He is a monkey. Although he's ultra humanite. Well, oh yeah, he's really ultra humanite. I guess he's not a gorilla. No, he's he's an orangutan. Yes, Yes. he's got a wide face. And they really does uh, Simicor mean anything? I don't think so. It's 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 like Simeon, and then we got Core in there. Yeah. Okay. But he's a he's a modification of Ground Pounder's character model, who is a gorilla. Mm Hmm. And he also turns into some sort of research vehicle, question mark. He's kind of in perceptor colors. He is, oh, yeah. yeah. Like, he sort of transforms into like an Arctic um, exploring vehicle, like big tracks and stuff. Yes. And, and uh, he's, he's got... red with some teal. Yeah. And he's also got two minicons who are monkeys. <gasps> yes. I love his minicons. The monkeys. Smart gremlins. Axiom and Theorem. Yes. yes. Captain Simicor and the Space Monkeys. And, uh, so yeah, uh, Simicor is Matthew Yang King, who's a big video game voice actor. Okay. Yes. I actually had to look into this because he was listed as being our, our good friend, show favorite character, Illidan Stormrage. Oh. Uh, ah. In Warcraft 3, uh, but not afterwards. And, but mm. yeah, they did recast him when he showed up in Legion and later. Uh, so, yes, he was the Warcraft 3 Illidan, but not the look, Legion Illidan. It does look like he's uh, he's the current Liu Kang on uh, Mortal Kombat. Oh. Oh, boy. Deadpool in something. And uh, his minicons are uh, show favorite Jeff Bennett. Yay! Oh. Uh, who you'll remember from, of course, uh, Transformers Animated. And of course, yes. I'm also watching uh, I'm watching, watching gargoyles on uh, Disney Plus these days, and he is all over that. Okay. And of course, he's also uh, Huxley Prescott. Yes, one oh. of these vo- one of these voices is is a very sort of Huxley Prescott sort of voice. Yes. Wait, he's Johnny uh, Bravo? Huh? Yeah. <laughs> Neat. I love his little mini cons. I love his little smart monkey mini cons. And I, I, I like that Axiom and Theorem just totally hate each other. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And, I'm, and they, they are as intellectual as their uh, 
owner? Question mark. Buddy, partner, the professor. Big, they're, big, they're big pal under their professor. They're uh, uh, graduate students. Yes. Grad students. Yeah. It's like Drift and his students, except yes. academic. Yes. <laughs> yes. Instead of samurai. Mm-hmm. Do hurry up, Axiom. I'll never make tenure with this uh, this rate. <laughs> I love them. But, but I mean, apparently he's not like a straight-up mad scientist. He's just a scientist who, when his experiments go wrong, just totally beats the hell out of his uh, lab mates. He's an yes. angry scientist. Yes. He's not a mad scientist. He's just an angry scientist. Uh, so he's, he's a little bit doc-ock. Yes. So yeah, they uh, they they go onto the scene, even though you know Grimlock uh, insists on coming along because they, of course, they have a greater percentage of defeating Simicor if he comes along. Yes, I mean he's not wrong. He's got to do the math. He doesn't go so far as like actually. I guess he doesn't. He he give yeah. He's not like decimal pointing the percentages here, like Computron. So and he's starting. Out he's starting to get the headaches as his brain starts to melt. <laughs> Ouch! And specifically, he uh, he's able to figure out that Simicor is looking for the uh, the secondary control circuit from the particle accelerator, which he can then use in a spaceship. Yes. So yeah, they uh, they Someone fight. else he... making a sp- getting spaceship parts, huh? That's right. So mm-hmm. they, they fight. He Simicor uh, just straight up shoots monkeys at him, which is great. <laughs> yes. I guess they don't uh, specifically say in this episode, do they, that he's working with the uh, the second bunch of Decepticons? They no. do. Well, they don't. And unlike the ones who's working with it, who are working with them, he is he is in the manifest. Oh, that's a good mm. point. I was going to say, because the stealing spaceship parts kind of implies that he's working with them. He could, could just he... be like, I'm, I'm getting off this dirtball planet. Yeah, a Maybe. few others have done that before, and he is a genius. So. A planet where men evolved from apes? <laughs> <laughs> Get me out of here. It's a madhouse. A madhouse. Oh or wow! Maybe Considering this is like the, there's the, him and two monkeys. I'm surprised they didn't do the the see no evil, hear no evil, speak no evil thing. <laughs> maybe that's like their actual entrance fee to get in their club is you have to bring them some spaceship parts and then they hack the Alchemore Manifest for you. Possibly. Anyway, I, I've got to stop with the Planet of the Apes. I'm just going to quote the entirety of Stop the Planet of the Apes. I want to get off. <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Zayas, Dr. Zayas. Dr. Zayas, Dr. Zayas. From Axiom A to Theorem Z. I hate every ape I see. From chimpanzee to chimpanzee. Honestly, like, making a musical out of Planet of the Apes isn't really a bad idea. I love you, Dr. Zayas. <laughs> uh, I mean, anyway, yes, so... Yes, you would have to play a co- up comedy, but still. So there's there's a pretty comedy. cool fight at one point. Uh, oh, there's, there's also... Just, I think there's a new song in here. It's like techno-y. It does sound techno-y. I guess because science is happening. Yes. Uh, yeah, with the collider, I guess. Yeah, Simicor just grabs uh, Strongarm and Bumblebee and slams their heads together like Mo. <laughs> And Grimlock is not much help here because he's so smart, he's now too smart to fight. 
Yes, this is literally Computron's handicap, is that he's too busy computing what he should do. Basically, you took a perfectly good Dinobot and you gave it anxiety. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, the the, the classic um, uh, um, Flowers for Algernon thing. He's just thinking too hard about what he should do and not punching enough. Yes. So he he ends up uh, using a little slate of hand to swipe this chip from uh, from Simicor and then goes on the run, locks himself mm. in the control room. Yes. But he, he hasn't learned magic tricks yet. <laughs> we'll get there. <laughs> well, see, that was one of the things that he absorbed from this thing. Mm. <laughs> I mean... It's a lot of knowledge. There's probably magic tricks in there. Like included in there was that uh, was that like Ricky J book, so he can also like throw playing cards uh, into watermelons now. Yes. <laughs> yeah, just the collect. It also had the collected works of the world's greatest stage magicians: Penn and Teller, David Copperfield, mm. um, the amazing Jonathan. Oh, oh, yeah, yes. Do not uh, anger the... Ra- oh, do not incur the wrath of the wizard. I mean, he, he, he's definitely going to refer to himself as a mind freak now. Oh, no. No. Man, you know, <laughs> oh. cheap stage magic actually would be a good gimmick for a Transformer. Probably a Decepticon, like a d- robot Mysterio, but still. Well, there's there's one of those um, bot bots that I think goes from a top hat to a rabbit. Ooh, <laughs> neat! Oh yeah, that's another cartoon that's coming out somewhere. Allegedly, at some point, maybe. People are working on it. Anyway, anyway so you know he's you know he he's he sealed himself in this uh, control room, and Simcoe is like, "Hey, check it out! Look, I've I've attached your pals to this particle accelerator, and I'm going to turn it on." And they'll be vaporized. Which, that's <gasps> not quite how particle accelerator works. No. I mean, if you well, hit it them sends with out the a beam. particles... It, it spins particles around the thing, and eventually they're allowed to touch each other and collide. And yes, something will happen, but it's not like the laser. Also, the way that the Minicons run out of there is, is pretty great. They have the best little... They have great little monkey run cycles. Yes. Yeah. Monkeys. I don't know how monkeys turn into torpedoes, but it's a shame Magic. they didn't make them. Sadly, also, sadly, none of these guys got toys, which is Aww. so many missed opportunities in this. Seriously. Well, that's a lot of this show, because we're having, we're having a monster of the week most of the time in yeah. this show. This yeah. is a Power Rangers show. That's yeah. not very conducive to a, I mean, you could make a robust toy line, but not a comprehensive toy line. Yeah, no. we we have color coordinated hero team. Red is the idiot, of course. <laughs> Red thinks he's the leader. <laughs> Wait, it's, admittedly, that does happen on some Power Rangers or Sentai teams, anyway. <laughs> are there any? Are there ever any episodes where they all wear brown? There are occasionally episodes where, like, they all disguise themselves as the same color. But But it's not brown. No, I think there's only... Has there been maybe one brown? But I'm not positive on that. Nobody wants to be the brown ranger. No. Orange is really rare to begin with. It's an uncommon color. The burnt umber ranger. Like, there have only been a handful of purple. The teal ranger. 
Oh man. Is it Chartreuse, Chartreuse? I think. Oh, the Chartreuse Ranger. The yes. Maroon Ranger. There was one team that had 12, so they did use different colors. Reaching to the uh, bottom of the crayon box there. <laughs> Thankfully, no flesh. Wait, there's a lot of pinks. Gross. Yeah. But then again, that's default flesh. Oh, it's the flesh tone crayons are not called that anymore, are they? Just a guy going out there dressed like the Greendale human being. <laughs> anyway, so uh, so he's all yeah. So I'm 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 charging up my particle accelerator and I'm going to totally particle particle accelerate your friends to death. And just about this time, uh, Russell, Fixit, and Denny drop in. Sadly, uh, Denny and Russell are not wearing disguises. I guess because nobody's here. Yeah, hmm. they probably left them in the car. And they have come up with a cure for this. Yes, they figured it out. So Sadly, sh- it does not involve uh, creating technobots, though. Sadly, no. no. Uh, what it does is it uh, they they drain the intelligence out of him. Yeah. Which, sure, back into the cylinder, <laughs> and unfortunately, uh, Again, it also comes not how data storage works. Yeah, and especially since apparently they they drain too much, and now he can't move. <laughs> well, that, that, that just seems to be a side effect of, like, sucking it back out. Yeah, oops, uh, sorry, I think we got your motor skills in here. They also removed his drivers. <laughs> uh, we got to reinstall all his drivers. This is going to take forever. <laughs> He's been rebooted to factory settings. They uh, found the giant folder, and they just right-click <laughs> deleted it, and then they realized that somehow his drivers had ended up in there, and now he uh, also cannot move. So, but his hand is twitching a little, so it's coming back, but very slowly. Hmm. So, we are going to, he's going to have to somehow battle Simicor in a battle of wits. <gasps> <laughs> Which, uh, just made me think of the Princess Bride. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, but instead, uh, they're just gonna have, it's like a rap battle, except they're dropping word problems. Yeah, just like math problems. problems. Yes, and something, something, two trains leave Nuon City. Well, one train leaves Nuon City, one train leaves another city. Taeon City. Yes. Yeah, but then it turns out it's a trick question because Nuon City doesn't exist anymore. Well, it's not (laughs) intended to be a trick question. Grimlock wins on a technicality because he remembers that Underbite destroyed Nuon City. He didn't destroy Nuon Nuon City. He He ate it. it. Yes. Oh, Underbite is great. Yeah. (laughs) He ate it. So it no longer has a unirail, which I guess is what you call a monorail on Cybertron for some reason. Yes. Speaking of The Simpsons... Monorail. Speaking of Simpsons episodes that Phil Hartman is on. <laughs> yeah. What about us brain dead slobs? You'll be given cushy jobs. <laughs> uh. Anyways, well, on all well, all right. You are co- you are technically correct. The best kind of correct. <laughs> yes. Okay, so what's your question? Grimlock is really stunned. Like, oh, yes, the question. The question that is mine that I will answer. <laughs> He's trying. He's struggling. And then our our, our crew of little guys is hiding behind Grimlock this entire time, and, or, and is somehow not discovered by Simicor's monkey pals. 
Well, the, the monkey pals are, I guess, on his shoulders because they don't seem to have any effect on the end of this episode. Yeah. They do plug into his shoulders in a very yes. satisfying way. Yeah, so he could just, like, shoot monkey missiles at you. Yeah. Pew, pew. Uh, so, and, so he, he finally figures that this question is, what's red and black and blue? <laughs> and because he has gained the use of his uh, body again, and he totally kicks Simicor's ass. I do appreciate that Semicor immediately gets what he's he's going for, and he's like, "Oh, so now you're just going to be like that." Yes. So I I do appreciate that he was not at any point stumped by this this riddle. No. So he sma- and he also smashes the control panel, which allows Bumblebee and Stronger to get off it right before it shoots a beam at them. Yes, it's time for Grimlock to use his favorite strategy. Smashing stuff. Yep. So, we're back at the base. We've put the monkeys in a barrel. <laughs> As you do. And uh, Grimlock still wants to take that test, so he's just going to take it on a tablet this time. And uh, kind of hopes that they've got one with pictures. Aww. So, yeah, uh, a, you know, a fun variation on the uh, on the Grimlock's new brain episode. I, I, I really liked Simicor and his monkey men. And I wish we yes. saw more of them. So good. We're going to see Simicor again, but I believe that is a wrap on our on his monkey pals. Aww. Aww. But they're so great. I love minicons, and I love them when they're little gremlins. I love them when they're little chatty monkey gremlins. Goodbye, monkey cons. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a good episode. It, monkey. It, it brings up problems I do not like about Cybertronian biology, but... Yeah, it, it's mean, a real, it's, please don't think about this too it's hard. It's just a brief hand wave, just so we can, like you Do said, get past the, the thinking about the continuity part of it. Yes. I do appreciate that Dinobots, while being presumably... <laughs> Considered generally criminals and a separate species, at least are still people. Yes. Yeah. And weirdly, uh, Simcor is going to show up much later down the line, and it's also an episode where Grimlock gets superpowers. Huh. Okay. Oh. Weird. He gets super speed. Super Yee. speed. That sounds extremely dangerous. It's extremely dangerous. It also sounds extremely useful since he's the slowest, but... Exactly. Uh, physics, man. Physics. Well, yeah. All right. So I believe that now brings us to David's <laughs> Tokusetsu Corner. Yes. This week on Gosei Sentai Die Ranger, again, a new hero comes forth. Which, uh, okay, the, the four evil monks of the Gorma are back. They got resurrected and now they're back again. They get sent off to die in this episode and don't resurrect, as far as I can tell. Anyway. I mean, if if they're Buddhist monks, then they probably just, you know, reincarnate. Sort of like demon monks with horns that merge together into one monk with four faces. I don't know if they are part of the reincarnation cycle, then. I'm not Uh, that much of a theologist. 
the, the turtle guy cameo is back, and he's haunted by the a flying diamond. Well, the, the crystal thing he had, but it's flying around, chasing him through a warehouse, which is I odd. like turtles. Yes, uh, the yellow ranger runs into him, and he's like, "Shit, there's a diamond chasing me." He's like, "Wait, what? Oh, can, can we have that? And we might need that for our big bazooka." Could you come back? And, and then he gets turned into a turtle again, and then turned back to a person again. It's odd. I like turtles. And, oh wait, which is the first? Like, no, I think the monks try to harass him and capture him. And, and then, then, Grandpa shows up to explain to him, no, okay, it's not that you're being turned into a turtle. You are a turtle. Oh no, I'm a turtle. What? No. Existential crisis. No, no, no. You're not a normal <laughs> turtle. You become, you are actually the Chibi's Daimugen, which means big oh. infinity. Mugen caliber? It's an ancient giant turtle zord that helped in the battles in the past and okay, turned then. himself human and has forgotten over the centuries that he was a giant robot turtle. Oh, so is is this what became Tor the Turtle Zord in exactly. uh, North America? Uh, okay. Oh. I remember Tor the Turtle Zord. Yes. It's a person <laughs> who's having issues with, no, I'm a person, not a turtle. But, but he does eventually overcome that because the monks stick a like sort of Oni Kabuki mask on the yellow ranger to use him as a puppet to attack the other rangers. And and then Cameo's like, no, he was nice to me. I gotta help him out. I'll grab the haunted diamond that's flying around me and turn myself into a giant turtle robot. As you do. So he's there at the final fight. Oh, oh, oh but before that... The rangers, because they get the diamond and, and they all have their own little lily magic balls that they use to transform, which they don't really need because they didn't have originally, they got later. Anyway, it's something to do with the zords. They they load up them in the bazooka and shoot it at their friend, the yellow ranger, to blow the mask off his face. Admittedly, Ow. they tried to, like, saw it off and pull it off and that didn't work. So shooting Ow. him in the face with a bazooka, that works and he doesn't don't- die. Don't get a saw near somebody's face. That's not safe. It's not okay. Well, it's okay. The mask bent the saw into a pretzel. <laughs> anyway, they managed to save their friend by shooting him in the face. Then the monks grow giant, and then they have to summon their zords, and the fight's not going well. But then Kamio turns himself into a zord. And the first thing that happens is the monster flips him on his back. Oh. Oh, no. <laughs> Literally he shows turtle. up, looks badass for five seconds, and gets flipped on his ass with little feet wiggling around. And I, I was concerned about the stunt guy inside the costume wiggling his little feet. Because that's all he can move. <laughs> it's a very weird set. Presumably there's like part of the belly that comes off so he can kneel, because the front legs are front legs, or hands, but when he's on his back, it's just these these little legs and this giant immovable turtle body there. He's like, oh no, that poor actor. So they flip him over, and then they stack themselves on top of the carrier zord. Somehow, the red dragon zord, in robot mode, spinning its staff from the Monkey King lifts everything in the to the air, including the giant turtle zord, which is bigger than everything else. That's not how physics works. Then they just drop on the monster, 
smashing and destroying and exploding it under them is super effective. <laughs> and that's it. His finishing move is drop. And, and the day is saved. I mean, that's effective, if done properly. Yeah. Oh, and, and uh, the the actor playing Cameo was um, the Yellow Ranger in Jetman, which I didn't realize. Mm. He's, he's one of the rare, uh, not skinny as hell Sentai actors, which actually mm. the early shows did have... Not all skinny, pretty people, but but uh, nowadays it's all skinny twenty-somethings and teenagers. It's like it, occasionally you have like a guy. Ooh, he looks like he might be twenty-five, pushing thirty. What is this anime? Yeah, where you oh, have a character who's clearly a full-grown adult, and it's like, oh, that's the one who's seventeen. Well, I guess they are allowed to have older than like. 30 characters. If they're a character and it's a suit that's like a robot or a space dragon or something. <laughs> it's a suit-only character that transforms into a ranger, which is an odd, interesting thing that they had to lean heavily into because of COVID with the series that's going on currently. Yeah. Anyway, it's a fun, weird episode. Turtle. Dread. Hmm. <gasps> All right, so that does it for us for this week. Uh, until uh, until next week, though, you can find us all over the internet. We are on Twitter, we're on Facebook, and we have a Patreon. Yes, we are hosted on iaconunderground.net, where we have a Patreon set up to help with hosting and other expenses at patreon.com slash iaconunderground. For February, we are watching The Eternals. That's right, mm. is it? Is it? We decided it's not the Eternals. It's, it's just, just Eternals. Eternals. It's just Eternals. And that uh, episode, Patreon episode, might be out by the time this comes out. I, it I, might. I've fallen behind a little. Yes. So, it's nice being muffler optional by my apartment. <laughs> Is somebody making weird car noises? No, that's a vehicle making. Oh. <laughs> making it's an actual... Weird car Motor motorcycle or something. That's somebody being muffler optional. Uh, so, <laughs> yes, join us as we discuss uh, what is probably for, I'd say, not just us, but in general, the most divisive, maybe not like strongly divisive, but definitely a little bit divisive. And now my cat is attacking a cardboard scratcher. <laughs> of the Marvel movies. Uh, yes. And Rob yeah. can actually explain some things about some Eternals. Which is very helpful because we don't... No one knows anything about Eternals. Come on. Except for me. Which yes. actor is playing High Father? Uh, Who's the Metatron? They, they decided not to make that movie. Oh... <laughs> But that one I'd like to watch. Well, too bad. You're getting another Batman movie. <laughs> um, and you'll like it. With the play Penguin played by Richard Kind. Oh, <laughs> I, I wish. No, but is it somebody else that they made, put in makeup and looks like Richard Kind? Well, it's Colin Farrell, a guy who doesn't look like Richard Kind. I forget who the fuck that is. And we're, we're probably not watching Batman. Does that come out this month or next month? Next month. 
But you, uh, we could review the uh, the was it the Little Caesars, uh, what Batman Calzone or whatever that thing is. Oh, I'll oh. eat a calzone. It's like a big bat shaped pizza. It's vaguely uh, bat shaped. Give me a calzone. I think something else was coming out recently too, but I can't remember what it was. I haven't had dinner yet, and now I want a calzone. Is it Morbius? No, we don't there know when the There should be Morbius tie-in <laughs> fast food. There, we don't have enough movie tie-in fast food promotions anymore. Kind of, yeah. I mean, they're stupid as fuck, but I do kind of miss... I remember when that, uh, that bad Fantasy IV reboot came out, we got a Thing Burger from Denny's. Yes. <laughs> it, 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 before you ate it, you had to tell your colon, it's clobbering time. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's the moment you go into Denny's. Ooh, that looks good. uh, I haven't been to a Denny's in a long time. And and hours later, as it slides out of you, all you can think is, what a revolting development. (laughs) Oh, that that burger looks good. Do we know when... uh, Hash browns in it. No Way Home is going to be on streaming? Uh, let's see. Oh, yeah, that's a good question. Because we're yeah. going to get a break that month because that's we recorded right. a No Way Home episode after watching the movie. Yeah. But we have, as we are being very responsible and not posting the episodes until the movie is available on streaming, so as not to encourage people to go see the- movies at theaters they're not comfortable with, uh, that that is uh, sitting there waiting, waiting. What we know now is that it will be streaming at some point on Stars between now and August. Wow, that's not the experience that I've come to expect from movies these days. I'm kind of shocked Stars is still around. (laughs) All right. So uh, I think that does it So uh, for us this week. So until next week, when we engage in a little misdirection... I'm Rob. I'm Jen. Oh, we're going to be in, in the Multiverse of Madness next week? I'm David. Oh, man, I'm so ready for that. Oh, yeah. Okay.